and welcome to this week's episode of Brain Fart. I am Maddie. I am your host for this for this lovely podcast. And here we go. Hi, welcome. I'm glad you're listening. If you're just now finding me, <laughs> hello, welcome. So glad to have you. Um, if you're coming back per usual, hello. Happy you're here. Okay, now that introductions are out of the way, I guess we'll get into it. Uh, a little bit, I almost said a little bit about me. Um, no, a little bit about what's been going on. Things things have been plugging along per usual. I have mainly been staying inside due to this pandemic. Um, luckily, though, great news there, I was able to finally get my first dose of the vaccine, which was really, really exciting. I ended up driving two hours to get it the day the day of. I got the notification that there were some available that day, and I looked, and it was two hours away, and I just said, you know what? I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to hop in my car and be able to just go down and get one. So that was great because I, I will say New Jersey opened up their phases. So I was a part of the phase 1C group because of neurological conditions was listed on it, which, hey, I have one of those. So I was eligible and I got it. So that was kind of exciting for me. And I think that's really all that's been going on, to be quite honest. So let's just jump into the episode. This episode is a little bit of a continuation of last week. I'm doing a little bit of a series right now. I guess you could call it a series. Is it? Who knows? It's just me talking like I normally do, but there's kind of one subject that branches off into a couple different weeks. So let's get into it. I have been talking about disability representation in film and movies and television and in the media and last week we talked about celebrities coming forth or letting people, the public, know about their disabilities and what that kind of means for people within those communities. And is it good? Is it bad? Who knows? Go listen to the episode and you'll see what I have to say about it all. This week I want to talk about the representation of disabilities in those actual films. So I was talking about the actors specifically last week, and this week I want to actually talk about the the representation of it in films. And I wanted to specifically ask the question, should actors represent characters who are disabled, and when does it take it too far? And I'm going to say now, I don't know. This is a pretty... I don't know, touchy is a word, intense, difficult, <laughs> all of these words, topic, because there is there is no clear-cut answer, and I have talked about it with a lot of people, and I kind of wanted to talk it through here in the space and maybe get feedback on what you think, and if you have ideas or if you think it should be exactly one way or exactly another way who knows I would love to hear about it as you know you can always reach out to me at brainfartpodcast at gmail.com or just go to brainfartpodcast.com and honestly you can find all of my socials all of my contact stuff there so 
that's just easier to do. Yeah, there you have it. So that's the question I want to ask, and I would love to get responses. And here we go. So I started talking about this last episode, and I brought up Sia, who is an artist who created and directed this movie star about a neurotypical or a neurotypical, um, an atypical young woman who just something to do with music. To be quite honest, I did not even waste my time seeing the movie. (laughs) After reading everything, I have stated that in the last episode. I just thought, why do I need to make myself go through that? But that kind of stems to this topic because she ended up having a neurotypical actor play the role of an autistic person, which that's a lot of red flags right there. Um, <laughs> and I know, I know we look back at history and a lot of actors have played. Now that I'm thinking about it, there have been several. I mean, I can think of two off of the top of my head with Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump and, um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Eating Gilbert Grape. Is that the title? But those two come to mind immediately when I think of a neurotypical actor playing the role of an atypical character. And so it's not like it's never before seen or completely out of the realm of Hollywood. But I want to talk about it because we, it's time. (laughs) Like it's time to move past this. And to start casting disabled people in these roles, you know, I just I don't know how else to say it. Disabled people are one of the most proportionally underrepresented groups on screen, which is wild to think about. But it's true. And honestly, most actors who play disabled roles are praised for their work and are honestly nominated for awards and win awards for their portrayals of people with disabilities. It's seen as this almost goldmine of character work to be able to play someone with a disability when that's not how it should that's not how it should be. And sure, like as an actor, I can vaguely understand seeing a role that's really challenging and wanting to bite into something that juicy and to really get yourself into something like that. That's really exciting as an actor to get really complex characters. But the problem is a lot of the time the acting becomes about portraying the illness and nothing else about the character. So yes, these are really complex characters and complex people. But then a lot of the times... People just see it as, oh, this is going to be a really cool role for me to play because I'm going to have to act like I have this disability or act like this. And that's going to be that's going to be the peak. That's going to be the acting like that's what I have to focus on instead of having that be the literal baseline for that character. If they have a disability that that is just part of them as the person, if You know, that's just the baseline that you have to have. I feel the same about like memorizing lines. Like as an actor, that's the base thing you have to do. And I think portraying someone with a disability, like that would be the basic level. Like you just have to do that because that 
is a part of them. And then you have to add on all of the complexities of that character and who they are and why they are. And like maybe some of that has to do with the disability, the disability, like some of myself definitely revolves around the fact that like I have an invisible illness and like have some issues with my health and that like changes me as a person, but that's not the whole person. That's not wholly me. And I think that's important to remember with these characters is that disability is not wholly them. Like there is so much more to these people. And I think sometimes a majority of the time people miss out on creating really diverse, interesting people for the screen and for media because they're so focused on one aspect as opposed to as opposed to so many different things that make a person. I mean, it's the same when people just see the disability and not the person. It's the same thing. You're just seeing this one basic fact about a person as opposed to like the beautiful like extraordinary rainbow that is a person I don't even know what I'm saying now but I don't know how else to describe how to describe it people are so much more and I think I think that's really important to remember and I think that's why I struggle so much with a lot of actors playing disabled roles or roles that they that they can't see past one aspect of the person. Okay, there you have it. I think that is how I feel about that. But I want to ask another question because it's something that I also I don't know the answer to. And it's should every disability addiction or mental illness be portrayed by a person with that? And I think this is when it becomes tricky. Because then this is where the line starts to blur. And this is where I don't know, because there's some that feel so obvious to me. But then I think if those things are obvious, why am I not feeling the same way about every other? And are some disabilities, I hate to say this, quote unquote, easier to represent or not? Because I, I don't know. It's very hard. Pardon me if that seemed insensitive saying that, but I just... I don't know. I don't know the answer. And I guess it also depends on what is required of the role. <laughs> like in the, I read this in one of the articles that I will um, link and also just mention the name of the article later. But they talk about dream sequences and flashbacks, flashbacks of people without disabilities. And then I guess is that... Is that a reason that you have to have someone without that disability play it so they can play themselves in a different time before they have that? And is that even necessary? And are writers going to start adding that so they don't have to cast people with disabilities? Who knows? Um, there's so many. There's so many. So many things. So many aspects to this. So many little building blocks and honestly, weird politics within Hollywood that make me have to question all of these things. And I I think it's important to remember and to continue asking, why aren't people being represented by the people who, who live it, who experience it? And I think 
I honestly think they don't even want to show disabled people in these worlds. I mean, look at the backgrounds. Look at the people in the backgrounds. Do Are you seeing p- people with disabilities? And sure, like I, as an advocate in person with an invisible illness, I absolutely know that you can't look at a background and say, oh, oh, yes, I'm so glad they're incorporating people with invisible illnesses. But also as... <laughs> A director or casting director, someone you can't say, oh, no, like there are people with invisible illnesses back there. So we're representing disability. No, like they're rarely showing characters with disabilities, even in backgrounds, when in reality, so many people live with it. And the problem is all these people can come back and say, oh, well, it's harder to cast. And, oh, these are just the people who came in as background artists and stuff like that. But I just ask them why aren't you trying harder? And honestly, it's like not even why aren't you trying harder? It's why aren't you trying? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not that hard. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of actors out there and a lot of actors with different lives and different disabilities and different diversities that it's possible to find a person for your background and a person to to be the role, to be in that role. And I think that that really bothered me when Sia tweeted. She said, well, because someone had tweeted her basically pointing out the fact that saying, hey, I, I'm an autistic person and an actor. I know however X amount of autistic actors, why wouldn't you cast someone like us and Sia responded in a very insensitive way saying maybe you're not good actors and I think I think direct I think people love to hold on to that they say oh no we saw people of all different kinds people who were in wheelchairs and people who Weren't I remember I uh the character who's in a wheelchair in Glee was played by an able-bodied actor, and I remember reading an article about that and about the casting director saying, "Oh, we we saw people in wheelchairs, we saw people without wheelchairs, and he was just the best, so we went with him." And people are constantly citing that as an excuse of, "Oh, well, we need a well-rounded actor to play this role." But I just find it impossible that there aren't disabled actors ready to fill those those roles portraying those disabilities. And I I wonder how much because honestly, casting is a it's based on a bias. You're looking at a person and you're looking at the way they act. And truly, it is based off of your opinion, that person's opinion, whether they think that person is good and who like they they train they train and they see so many people that they develop an eye for it but what are these internal biases that might that they might not know about that they're going into these casting calls and seeing people with these disabilities and what is internally going on in their brains to maybe make them not want to cast that person and I mean it's it's a lot of the same reason that I don't did that make any sense it's a lot of the same reason I don't think that was a sentence 
it's the same reason why I don't like explicitly tell casting directors that I have a disability. First of all, because I don't need to disclose that. And second, I I have fear. I worry. I worry that people, I think I've talked about it before. I sometimes worry that casting directors, agents, people will listen to this podcast and say or think, oh, I'm not going to hire her because she could be trouble on set or I might have to deal with someone who could forget their lines or something on stage because she has a brain disorder. And that is, that is scary. That was scary for me developing this. It's scary for me putting it out all of the time. And at the end of the day, it's not the scariest thing happening in the world. And it's not the worst thing ever. And honestly, if they thought that way, then I probably don't want to work with them to begin with. But I, I will say those are my feelings and my feelings are valid. And that's how I feel. I feel, 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 feelings, words. So there you have it. Why are we not why are we not getting disabled actors to fill these roles? And then I think a second part and a second branch to that are is our that was weird is our our is the second part of that is directors possibly only wanting big names in these roles because they're worried that their movie wouldn't do well without the name behind the character. And at the end of the day, Hollywood is a money-making machine and business and people want their 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 money. Yeah, their money to do well. They want their movies to do well and they want they want that to be successful so they can continue making movies and they can continue doing what they want to do. And so there is a lot that rides on these movies and rides on these characters. And so I think a lot of people want big names in these roles because a fan of that actor is going to go, oh, I like that actor. I know that actor's a good actor. Let's see them act. And then they'll go and they'll sell tickets and they'll make their money and the world goes round in Hollywood. And that is just what happens. But then that leads to the question of, is there a reason disabled actors aren't being lifted to such fame? Why can I not think of a superstar actor with a disability like this? And yeah, there might be one or two. Someone's probably shouting, oh, well, there's there's this actor and I know they have a disability. So that one person <laughs> makes up for the lack of all the others. And No, I that's okay if, if you're having those thoughts because I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. But, and there honestly might be more and they just keep it secret, but then why are they keeping it secret? Okay, wow, now I'm, <laughs> it's because it's their business, Maddie. It's because there are people and they're allowed to make decisions. I'm starting to get on my conspiracy train. But I did want to bring that up because it's hard enough to break into the industry, let alone with a disability. Because like I said, like I cited before, you're going to have biases and people are going to have biases against it. And even if they don't think about it, there's there might be something in the back of their brain that is telling them something differently and is slightly or is covering up the fact that they might not want to hire them because of the disability And maybe that's just something in their brain saying, oh, no, but actually the other actor was better. The other actor was better. As opposed to saying, hey, you know, maybe I didn't think this actor was 
like the absolute pinnacle of acting, like maybe slightly below or on the same level. But why would I not go with someone who has experienced this and is experiencing this to then represent this group in film to make it more accurate? I, I don't know. I don't know why. And maybe since I'm not a casting director or director, I can't get in the mindset of that. But that's just that's just how I feel. I think, so yes, I think you are (laughs) grasping how I feel about this situation. And I think I'm coming to the conclusion that I don't really have an answer, but I'm obviously leaning towards this one way. I just, I just want things to be better. I just want people to be held accountable. I want to see more representation of disability in film and TV and media because there is so many people in the world who, whose lives are this and who live like this and who live with disabilities or mental illness or anything. So I just want it to be represented. And the same, the same goes for racial diversity. The same goes for gender diversity, like all, all of it, it all goes. I just feel that I can speak a little bit more on disability as a person who is living with an invisible illness. And yeah, I can give you my slice of information. I will say, if there are going to be actors portraying people with disabilities or mental differences, then at the end of the day, they need to be doing an accurate and honest portrayal of the role. And the people who are producing these films need to be bringing on experts and people in like in these fields to talk about it and maybe have have other people's experiences. It's not enough to just watch a couple YouTube videos on something and go, oh, that's how I'll act. Or, oh, I read an article here, and so that's how it'll be. Like, no, you need you need people. If you're not going to represent them through your actors, you need to represent them in your teams and have, and have that immediate, like, first-person narrative <laughs> to... To try to understand and learn and make the environment as accurate as possible and honest as possible. And that way we're not focusing only on the disability. We're using that as our base work to then build an entire person, an entire life, and portray that as best as possible. So yeah, I think that's that. And I will say, I I don't want this to come across as completely negative because things are getting better. It's slow. It's very slow, but um, things are moving. And I think the more we talk about these things and the more we bring it up and the more we make it known that like, we should, that we demand these things out of directors and actors, no matter how famous they are, I think we will only continue to grow in the right direction. And there are wonderful advocates out there who are already working towards this. And I know that I'm just... A, s- a small person in a closet recording this podcast, but I I think it's important, and I hope that you feel that way too. And I hope that you found this interesting, and not me just ranting for however many minutes I have been ranting for, uh, because I I just get really passionate about this. As an actor, I feel very connected to that world, and I love it. I love acting. I love that world, and I also dislike parts of that world so greatly because it is it's still growing and we're still shifting we're still changing and it's hard because it's a big big business and it makes sense so 
there you have it. That's me speaking out. And if I if I get banned from Hollywood because of this, then we have bigger issues on the inside than I thought. But yeah, there you have it. I like I said, I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed talking about it. I find it really interesting. I have another um I guess section to this that I want to talk about and I want to talk about just disabled characters and how they're portrayed in their actual stories. I don't know. I think that's really interesting. Just thinking a couple thinking of a couple off of the top of my head, like Richard the Third and um Lenny and of Mice and Men, just thinking about these characters and I kinda wanna talk about that. I don't know if that'd be interesting. Let me know if you would like to hear that. Let me know what you thought about this. If you're like, Maddie, you're wrong. You you piece of poop crawl in a hole I'd be like okay why and then we could talk about it and that'd be really fun um or if you agree with some or disagree I don't know I just like hearing your opinions okay I just like having a conversation that's kind of that's why I started a solo podcast was to have conversations (laughs) okay all right I do want to say the sources for this episode I uh, really went off of three articles i did other things, but these are the articles, so I will tell them to you now. Disabled actors say they are the last civil rights movement in Hollywood by Travis M. Andrews of the Washington Post. Should disabled characters be played by disabled actors by Chris Hewitt of Minneapolis Star Tribune? And why are so many disabled act pardon, why are so many disabled roles played by non-disabled actors by Allison Page of Rolling Without Limits? So there you have it. Check out those articles. They were really interesting. I really liked listening or listening to them, reading them. And yeah, there you have it. That's the end of this episode. I will have an interview next week. I am not sure who it's going to be with. There's possibilities. I thought I knew, but I don't. I hope you're enjoying the interview series. I am. (laughs) So I hope you're getting some insight, some nice insight that's not just me babbling on and on. All right. Speaking of that, let's end this episode. I hope you have a great whatever time it is, wherever you are, and I will speak to you again in two, two weeks, two weeks. Bye.